what is it that is is allowing myself and my team to continue to succeed? And it's truly just decision making. I, it is no matter what, I'm going to make a decision. And so I found out in the past that some decisions I make are, are wrong. But because I made that decision and I made it quick, I was then able to to course correct quickly because I made a decision. And what I find a lot of gym owners doing is is they find themselves at a fork in the road and they need to decide if they're either going to do this or they're going to do that. And, and they just don't make a decision and they sit in that that decision making process too long. And then all of a sudden, that's when things start south. And so I want to encourage who's ever listening, watching, if you're facing a decision, let's just make one and then we'll course correct along the way. So you have a passion for fitness and the desire to start your own business, but launching a massively successful fitness business is extremely complex. The systems, operations, hiring, firing, coaching, sales, and marketing are critical to success. Where do you even start? This show will give you the answers. Here is Pedros Koulian and Bryce Henson, your hosts of the Fitness Franchise Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs launch and grow successful gyms. Hey friends, welcome back to another incredible episode of the Fitness Franchise Podcast. And today we have an incredible guest who's a dear friend of mine and the owner of Sioux Falls Fit Body Bootcamp located in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now his Sioux Falls location has been in one of the top 10 locations in the entire Fit Body Bootcamp brand for the last four years running. In fact, in 2019, he claimed the Fit Body Franchise of the Year Award. Now, according to him, this is due to his incredible team, which has helped thousands of clients lose thousands of pounds over the years. And due to his massive success over the last half a decade, he was just awarded a spot as a franchise business coach back in 2020, as he coaches dozens of owners on a weekly basis to overcome their fitness business bottlenecks. Now, his passion for health and wellness has also been supported by his amazing wife and three kids over the last handful of years. CJ Workamp, welcome to the show, my friend. I love it. Thanks for having me, Bryce. Oh, man. Dude, you fire me up. This is so awesome. I know we're going to basically deliver a lot of value. You're going to help a lot of people today. So welcome to the show. Yeah, and I know you great. have a... Totally. Now, you have an incredible uh, track record of success. And we're kind of get into you know you as a fitness professional, you growing your gym, being one of the flagship locations of FitBody. We're going to talk about you, know, you being a business coach and, and many other things. But before we do, uh, tell the audience a backstory. How did you get to where you are today? I love it. So yeah, it's kind of a, a crazy story. Uh, in high school, I was overweight and uh, I wanted to get in shape. And so I started working out and I lost weight, but I didn't build any self-confidence. And so I, I dug in to figure out what is it that actually truly builds self-confidence. And that kind of sparked my interest in the whole fitness world. Um, however, from there, that was in about 2005, 2006. Uh, from there, I actually got certified as a personal trainer in 2009 and uh, found out real fast that one-on-one uh, -on -one training was not my thing. Uh, I, I absolutely hated it, really. And uh, so I found myself in a totally different I just found for me, the, the gym that I worked for was very adamant on pushing supplements. And uh, it was kind of a deal where I think their gym was more of a side business and their real business was a multi-level marketing supplement company. And so I didn't realize that when I got into that gym, but I was then being pushed by my boss to push these supplements. And so that was my first experience as a one-on-one -on -one trainer. And being young and naive and not knowing what the fitness world was all about, uh, I just assumed, man, this one-on-one -on -one trainer thing, this is most how, how it is, and, and I don't uh, enjoy it because I wanted to really connect with the client and help that client. And to me, just pushing supplements on them, that wasn't what was going to help them, and that's not what helped me. And so I got discouraged. And so my family at the time, my grandma and, and my grandpa, they started a uh, candy and tobacco wholesale business. And I actually worked for them for nine years. Uh, wow. I was a warehouse manager there. Yeah. And I actually got presented. I had some entrepreneurial kind of uh, different insights in, inside of me that I wanted to explore. And I got presented with an opportunity working in that business to open up a vape shop. So totally not in the fitness realm uh, at all. But I had the opportunity and I wanted to run with it. And so uh, myself and my dad actually and three other business partners, we got into opening in our town the first vape shop. 
uh, and uh, profit. Yeah, profitability was great. However, I tried to like, okay, I'm a health and fitness guy, so I like at heart. How can I feel right with this decision? And right. at the time, it was brand new. I was like, this feels right because I'm helping people quit smoking and, and basically turn to vaping. Now we know uh, probably not the best thing to do. Uh, and, and <laughs> you know, that, that just is part of my history. But uh, that business opportunity led me to, to making some additional income that when kind of that business fell to crumble, too many cooks in the kitchens, there's five of us, our partners. And when my dad and myself knew that we were gonna be basically bought out of that business, I knew there was a little bit of money we were gonna be receiving. And I asked my dad, hey, can I take all the money that we're supposed to be receiving and invest it into my future and, and open up a fitness business? And, and so I don't even know if you know this or not, Bryce, but literally the night that I found out how much money we were gonna be receiving from being bought out of that company, uh, I, I stayed up all night long, all through the, didn't sleep at all, wow. and I just started searching fitness business ideas, fitness franchise opportunities, and I had never heard about Fitbody Bootcamp in my life, but it popped up on my screen, and at this point it was about one in the morning when it popped up, Fitbody Bootcamp. I found a button, uh, submit uh, an interest form to, to own a location. I did that, and all of a sudden this form popped up. I started filling up this form, and it was a couple pages long of, of filling out this intake form, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden my alarm clock goes off. It's five o'clock in the morning and I hadn't slept yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work. So I, I quickly finished, I submit the form and I go to work. It said, thanks, we'll reach out to you in so many days or whatever. I ended up at work that day, I got a phone call from Fitbody and uh, really that was in December of 2014. And uh, from there, the, the rest is history. I'd never heard about Fitbody before, but that phone call led to basically me buying in and opening up a Fitbody Bootcamp in May of 2015. Oh, man. I don't think – I knew the overall story about the vape shop, but I wasn't you know, cued in on the granularity of that. That's quite the story. Now, before we kind of jump into when you became a Fitbody owner back in 2014 to pick up the story, looking back at your experience in the vape shop, what would you say – like how long did you run it for? What would you say was the big, biggest highlights and also like the biggest learning lessons and challenges that potentially you – you know, the, the lessons you could apply to you being extremely successful fitness business owner yeah so I didn't I didn't see it at the time uh, because I, I guess when you're a lot of times when you're in the moment you don't see the learning lessons that you really could take from a situation but what I learned is that really the team and how you lead yourself but then how you lead your team is everything and so what happened in that vape shop is that we were all in it for ourselves and we weren't in it for the team which was our five ownership groups and then our team members or employees is what we called them back then, uh, mm -hmm. we were not leading them in a way that was going to set them up for success. And so we, we had that shop. I was actually part of it for over a, just over one year. And uh, that shop's actually still open. And, and one of the owners is still actively involved in that shop. And they have multiple now. Um, but it, it was basically we were not leading in a, in a team-directed atmosphere. And it was mm -hmm. very – singularity, self-serving focused, and just not the right way to, to go about leading a team. So it's interesting. I mean, it, it's kind of almost one of those situations you learn what not to do um, and you apply what not to do and actually to your success, you know, running a team and, um, you know, being an incredible leader. Now, uh, you mentioned that you call them quote unquote employees at the time. How would you differentiate like a team versus, you know, what you referred to them you know, previously as employees? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of the things I, I learned from Bedros and it's uh, an employee is someone that shows up late, they clock out early and they're there for the paycheck. And a, a team member is someone that is there for the vision, the values of the company. And so you treat them as a team and a team always wants to win. A team knows the goal, a team knows the directive, and a team works together to make sure that they achieve the end result that we're all looking to gather. Yeah, amen to that. That's incredible clarity. And uh, being in the ethers of Bedros, that's certainly a, a great message that we've both picked up. Um, 
Okay, so yes. now tra- transitioning there, you had that experience, you know, um, not necessarily your cup of tea in terms of the fitness space, but you kind of had an aha moment and then shifted gears. You were able to, you know, have an exit, take some money, and then, you know, after a very long night of research, parlay that into becoming like applying and then becoming accepted and then being one of the most successful owners in our brand. So let's walk us through, you know, that that first kind of launch of your business. Yeah. And then specifically, I mean, well, I'm curious and the audience is curious to hear about the success of the last handful of years being awarded in 2019, the Franchise Award of the Year. That's all great, but I yeah. really want to hear the first like six to 12 months. What was it like starting your location? Um, what were the wins that you stacked along the way? And then also what were the big challenges that you faced? Because let's face it, every business owner has challenges. So that will be a lot really, really valuable to you know all the, the audience listening in. Yeah. So starting out my fitness business, crazy journey. Um, I know we've all been through it that have started a fitness business. It is crazy in the beginning. For me, I, I didn't have a, a clientele to bring with me. I didn't have really anybody that knew who I was in the fitness industry. And to be real honest, working in a candy and tobacco business for nine years before that, uh, I had kind of packed on some pounds and my confidence wasn't really where it needed to be either. So I didn't feel that I projected the look of a fitness business owner. And so in the beginning, literally left my my job where I had a solid uh, salary and uh, left that job to open up the gym with a ton of unknowns uh, ahead of me. One of them was I had just uh, been engaged about nine months prior and my wife and I were set, uh, fiance at the time, were set to get married uh, literally uh, two months after we opened the gym. And so in the beginning, I opened up and at the end of month one, I ended that month with a, a whopping 15, one, five clients. So, um, that, that was where we ended month one. And I didn't realize all the bills that were going to come with owning a, a gym. You know, there's the rent, there's the electricity, there's the utilities, there's the marketing fees. I didn't even know what marketing was at the time. Uh, my form of marketing was literally walking around to all these different businesses that were kind of around my area and handing them a business card and finding out quickly that they didn't care that I was a new business in town. And that was kind of uh, a shock to me because I thought, hey, I'm opening a business. People are excited for me. They didn't care. And so I found that out. But that's what I did for marketing was just walked in, let them know who I was. I was opening a gym and I wanted them to be as excited as I was. And they weren't. And so that was kind of the first couple months of getting the gym going. Uh, no staff, myself. I did the marketing. I did the nutrition consults. I did the coaching. I did everything. And mm-hmm. it was very tiring. Very, very tiring. Got it. Um but obviously you came out clean the other side and uh, certainly built off that. Now, one of the things, um, you know, kind of want to dive into is, 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 and I think we can both relate, right? Being, you know, growing and developing leaders, um, not necessarily in, inherently born, um, you know, factory installed leadership ability. This is something, you know, working with you and seeing you, you know, for the last handful of years, CJ, that you've become really, really good at is really leading your team, um, providing a vision, getting buy-in and also being a servant leader. Because the way I look at you is, you know, you're not one of those leaders that are kind of sitting from afar barking orders. You're the type of guy that's in the trenches, really providing the energy enthusiasm. So, you know, when you talked about, you know, getting it off the ground for the first six months or so, you know, you being the only coach, you being, you know, basically one man show, what was the leadership process for you? How did you acquire your team? And really, you know, what would you say is your zone of genius? Like why have you really achieved the success that you've had to date? Yeah, so one of my biggest things is I kind of started looking at FitBody as the brand and then looking at, who is successful in the brand? What are they doing? How are they doing it? And to be honest, I didn't really realize I was even doing that. I just was looking at anything at the time, like what can help me get out of the situation that I'm in? Because in the first six to 12 months of running the gym, there was a lot of questions going around in my head of like, what did I get into? And I'm not going to let my family down. I'm not going to make this be the thing that basically destroys us. And so I was just looking at what are they doing and and started reaching out. I really started using, we had a, a Fit Body, we still have it, the Fit Body family group. I started posting in there. I started getting engaged in there. And I remember at one time I reached out to Bedros. And he was running a um, leadership day uh, out in California. And I reached out to him kind of desperately, honestly, at the time. Like, I, I need to do something to be able to grow this gym. I know I need to be at that leadership day, but I can't afford to come out there. What do I do? 
And, and his answer was, you do whatever it takes to get out here for this leadership day. And so at the time, I scrounged up whatever money I could find to fly out to California and, and join that leadership day. And really, that was kind of the pivotal moment. And really, when I look back, that really turned the whole script on you need to lead yourself before you can lead others. And I was always chasing the next task. And I was always running after what had to be done. I was always running after a phone call or running after a lead. And I was never planning or leading anything in my life. I wasn't leading my family. I wasn't leading my business. I for sure wasn't leading myself. And I learned through that six pillars of leadership program or, or day that Bedros put on of how much leadership starts with leading yourself. And so from there, I started a journey of just, you know what, I'm not going to care about leading anyone else right now other than myself. What can I do to lead myself? And uh, so for my team aspect of it, I really just started hiring part-time because I didn't know how to lead uh, a full-time employee. I didn't know how to lead a part-time employee. So my thing was, if I could just get someone in here to help me coach these sessions, at least I can get off the mat a little bit and start really focusing on the business and figuring out what I need to do. And so I just hired coaches to come in and hire or and work the sessions. They didn't do anything on the back end. They didn't do anything with the marketing, anything with the lead follow-up, but they got me able to focus on just leading myself a little bit. From there, I started realizing what it takes to lead myself. And I started realizing actually what I was missing in my life from a leader aspect and, and myself as the leader. So then I was able to realize, okay, if I was missing those things for myself, these are the different qualities that I need to start giving to an employee or a team member, which is teaching them how to time manage, teaching them how to set a schedule, teaching them how to basically show up for themselves, make promises to yourself that you're going to keep and make sure that you actually do the things that you say you're going to do, because that's the tiny wins that you can start to stack up where then your belief system in yourself, it just becomes unreal. And then you start to believe that you truly have what it takes to bring on a team member and, and start offloading the right tasks to them, start giving them the right things to do. So I first had to learn how to lead myself before I could bring on a team member that actually was able to be led by someone that could lead them. Yeah. And I guess what I'm hearing is, uh, you know, one, you had an awareness and aha moment. And then two, um, you took the leap of faith. You made the investment. You didn't, the, you know, the star, the stars weren't fully aligned for you, but you really just, you know, put your yeah. head down and made it happen. And once you did, then you realize like, okay, the value of leadership. And then I think it would be fair to say that it was just an evolution. It wasn't something that happened overnight. You had the aha, no. you took your first foot forward. And then, you know, as time ha has gone on, um, you were able to really, you know, uh, day by day, and, you know, let's be honest with you, both of us, you know, you, you and myself included, we're still working on our craft and we're going to be better leaders than yeah. we are two years from now than we are today. Uh, but would you say it's fair to say it's been an evolution from your perspective? Absolutely. It's It's been something that has been able to grow over the years. And like you said, it continues to grow. And there's been plenty of learning moments along the way. And it was definitely not just a flip of the switch. It was yeah. learning step by step. Yeah. And one of the other things that you said that really stuck out to me is you said, you know, one of the first action steps and you weren't really fully able to lead a full time team, uh, but you took the leap of faith and hired a part time person because you knew you needed to kind of get off that mat, the mats. And, yeah. you know, similar to, to, to you, when when I started my business, I was in the business, literally the first six months did everything similar to what your story is. But then you had that aha moment that you basically, you know, while it's be, it's important being in the business, you can learn, you know, that the different functionalities of what's involved, but really the secret to be, you know, a very successful business entrepreneur is working on the business and really getting a team of people that can kind of fill the, the holes, the, the gaps. That way you can kind of review, remove yourself and big picture lead the entire team. Would that be fair to say? 100%. 100%. Yep. Yeah. The, the problem for me though, Bryce, was I didn't know what to offload to the team. And I actually find that even today working with other owners, it's very hard to identify the things that you can offload because when you just look at it, you, you look at the dollars and the cents and you're like, does it make sense to offload this because it's costing me money to have someone else do it? Is it making me money? And so that was a hard task to juggle as well. 
Copy. Um, okay. Well, on the same same vein, and again, you know, knowing you for a, a long period of time, working together with you closely, I have the ability and the privilege to kind of see some of your inner workings. One of the things that I think you do extremely well regarding leadership in your team is is you care. Like you really love your people, and I know in conversations, you know, you do really fun stuff. Sometimes you go on cabin trips, and you know, this trip and that trip. Can you talk, you know, to to our audience just a little bit how you've been able to really develop such a tight knit team? Because let's face it, that tight yeah. team, you know, off the mats really contributes to, to on, on the mats performance. So share a little bit about your experience. Yeah. What, what things do you do to kind of really build that culture within your team? Yeah. You know, so that's one of the, the biggest things I, I kind of prayed. I was like, Lord, hey, if you ever bless me enough to have a team, please allow me to be able to take care of them as much as I can. And one of the things I found out was I didn't have the finances to provide all the benefits. I didn't have the finances to provide uh, some of these other common things that you maybe get in a corporate job. So I thought to myself, what do I have? And I have more passion and I have more care than any other owner or any other boss that these people ever work for. So I thought to myself, how can I use that and put that into my business model to make sure that these people that work for me truly love showing up every single day? And so one of the things that was, was when I hired them on, I let them know that from here on out, I'm going to be your boss, yes, but I don't care about you just at the gym. I care about you at your family life. I care about you at your outside of the gym life. And I want to make sure that your life is better because you work here. And so because of that, we've been able to make connections with our team members. And like you said, uh, we do. There is some type of a line somewhere in the, in the world where you should kind of draw this line between uh, business relationship and personal relationship. And mm-hmm. I would say I'm at fault, uh, but it's served me well. I'm at fault that I really blur that line and I cross it a lot because I want to make sure that my team knows how much I'm invested in them. And I'm a big believer too. And just, I've got an abundant mindset. I really do. And so I know that if there's ever a point in time where I get too close to uh, a team member and we end up having to part ways or I have to let them go or whatever, I know that I can quickly recover from that because I've been able to develop such strong relationships with them that I can still have the hard conversations but they know that it's always coming from a caring heart. So one of the things that we do is we do team workouts where I, I make sure that, hey, you know, because the way that we schedule our stuff, it's a long day. You know, the fitness industry is a long day, 5 a.m. in the morning a lot of times until yeah. 6, 7 p.m. at night. Uh, so you can't be here all the time. And so sometimes I've got team members that are scheduled to work the morning shift, obviously, and then sometimes the, the evening shift. Well, whether they're working or not working, We set time in the day where if you're working or not, you can come and we're going to work out together as a team. And that has created such a big bondage because I feel like when you work out with someone, you sweat with someone, you see their struggles when they're trying to lift weight or they're trying to do one more rep of something, like you see them at their lowest, you can then be there for them at their highest when you see them at their lowest. So we, we do a lot of that. We'll do a ton of dinner nights, you know, uh, at least once a quarter. We like to pick a night where I invite my team and their significant other uh, if they have one and, and we go out. And in the beginning, I didn't have the finances. We just, I set the time in place. They all paid for their own meal. Now that we've been able to grow the business, I'll actually, you know, pay for their meals and stuff as well. And it's just, it's a benefit that you don't get at a lot of regular jobs. And so that's another thing that we do too. We've got team member right now that is uh, just had a baby and, and the baby is uh, in the ICU. And so next week, we're actually running a charity week where we're going to raise some money to, to donate just to him and, and to his family to help with that baby. That, again, is something that maybe a corporate job wouldn't do, but we care about him, his family. And, and, and I'm there for them as much as I can be. Um, you know, Bryce, I know you know this about me. Uh, I'm a God-fearing man. And so yep. my team knows that about me as well. And uh, it might be awkward for them. It might be awkward for even our listeners. But there's times where I'll bring a team member in and, and I'll ask them if they're okay if I say a prayer for them. And it's something that is just I'm there for my team in any way that I can be because I mm-hmm. want them to know that because they work for me, they make my life better. So I want to do everything in my power to make their life better. Yeah, man. Amen to that. Uh, and I applause you for that. So uh, this all in mind, we've been focused on leadership and team and growth, which is, you know, foundational to the success that you've had now half a decade in, you know, 450 clients, massively successful business. Um, yeah. How do you think, though, that has really um, 
focused in and translated to the client experience. Because at the end of the day, obviously, we're on a mission to inspire fitness, change lives, and it really is a client-centric business. We focus on your team, but how do all the things that we've just talked about really translate to your client? And and what sort of you know focus um, you know have you made, and and why are you successful from a client you know, perspective? Yeah, so we hear it here at our gym over and over and over again that our clients have never seen a team so connected in any business they've ever done business with, let alone a gym business. People are used to the the gym business where they go to the gym, they sign up for a membership, they easily get put on the, the, the Rolodex of how many clients they have, and now they're just a number. They get forgotten about, the gym hopes they still pay, and we try to flip all of the average gym kind of mantras on their head and make sure that we never do that. And so my team, I I had this realization when I started growing the team, we're now at a team of 13 total team members. And so I know that my job is to take care of the team. If I can take care of the team, then the team can take care of our clients. And so it's tough because my clients are what have made our success. It's the clients that pay the bills. So that was tough to pull away from caring for all the clients, but I've now realized that when I pour into my team, they can pour into our clients, and the clients see the the tight-knit success of our team, and they want to be around that because people want to be around things that they uh, admire in life. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, people's home life, people's friend lives, people's circle of influence, it really isn't what they want it to be. And so when they see my team and we post pictures of when we're all together at dinner, we post pictures when we're all together uh, doing our workouts or when we're taking the cabin trip or when we're doing weekend barbecues, they see that. And then they also see us working together in the gym. It shows them that it's possible to have an amazing life. And so Mm -hmm. it really draws them to like, they want to be here just to be around the team. And so we've actually pulled in team members that have left very good corporate jobs because they see the dynamic of our team and they know how focused we are on loving life because there's one thing about making money and we know this Bryce you can make all the money in the world but if you are not truly happy with your home life and you're not truly happy with your work life the money doesn't matter no so for us hey if we can help our employees make sure that they they pay the bills our team members excuse me pay the bills then we provide an amazing life for them and make sure they're taken care of and make sure that they're having fun. I mean, if you think about it, Bryce, how much time do you spend at work? A ton. All the time, right? And so I'm like, holy smokes, if we're going to have to come to this thing called work, if we're going to have to make money to live, what can we do to make sure that we are having fun while we're doing it? And so it's just been such a blessing to be able to have a team that's so, so caring for each other we always know we have someone to call if we need help with anything in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, like on the weekends, uh, all my team has keys to the gym and I trust them wholeheartedly. Uh, we do have a full camera security system at the gym, but they're all welcome to be, be here whenever they need to. Um, I've got just a general toolbox at the gym with tools and stuff. And it's funny, on the weekends, I'll come over here to grab something. And, and I don't know how many times I've ran into a team member at the gym that was stopping in like, man, I'm so glad I could come use this. I needed to borrow the drill for the weekend. And they came in and to use the drill. And it's just goofy things like that that make it better to work here. Yeah, amen to that, man. And certainly applaud you for that. You can see that. You can feel that in your culture. And obviously, you know, us being uh, friends for a long time. But, you know, even though I haven't, uh, you know, been to your location on Sioux Falls, with social media, you can certainly feel that. Now, uh, you know, kind of transitioning to, again, kind of more focus on the clients, which obviously, you know, to your own words, has been the foundation for your success. One of the things I also know that you do really well is like the client follow-up. And obviously, your focus, as you just mentioned, is to focus totally on taking care of the team. So your team as the client follow-up, but talk to our audience, like how important follow-up is, like what action steps you take. I know you use an awesome tool, which you brought to the FitBody brand called Send Out Cards. So can you just talk to us a little bit about, you know, the value uh, that you put in terms of, you know, client follow-up and then what are some strategies that you really deploy? Yeah. So one of the biggest things I know about our clients and about anybody just generally in life, there's very uh, few places that you'll go where you actually feel like you matter, where you actually feel like people care about you. And so my biggest thing is and my team knows this. When our clients come to the gym, I want the client to know that they matter, that we care about them and that it's because of them we are what we are. 
And so the follow-up, I would say, is the number one thing that has set us apart from any other gym because it doesn't matter if you're a free week trial. It doesn't matter if you're on a, a trial program or if you're a member or even if you're a past client. You matter to us because you've helped us get us where we're at. And so, uh, you know, we use a, a, a really powerful CRM tool called FitPro Tracker, and we use that tool to actually follow up uh, text message, voice shots, voicemail. And we actually have a front desk staff here at our facility. So we've got um, two front desk staff. We have a client coordinator, and then we just have a front desk rep. Uh, the front desk rep is actually my father. So I don't know if you know that or not yet either, but my mom no. and my dad now work at the gym. Okay. Yeah, so so it's uh, we're all here. We're all here, man. I'm we're gonna go there in a, as well. So we're gonna go there in a second. So, but uh, certainly continue on. Yeah, yeah. So the cool thing about the follow up is that uh, the front desk staff we have what we do is a four day missing text and an eight day missing call. We do four day and eight day because it triggers it. Then basically, if they missed three days at the gym on the fourth day, it triggers it. If they missed a week, seven days, it triggers it. But what we do is we text them. So we run a report, how many people have not been here in the last three days, and every single one of those people, they get a text message from our front desk staff that just check in on them. Hey Bryce, haven't seen you in the gym for about three days, just wanted to make sure you're all right. Uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you out. And, and that text goes such a long way because who the heck reaches out to someone if they haven't been to their place of business in three days Especially when they're on an auto pay every month. Like, it doesn't matter if they're here or not. We're going to get their money every month. But the idea, right? We don't want them to cancel. And we do oh. truly care about them. And so because we care about them, we text them. If they haven't been here for a week, and, and we make tons of notes. So we know if our clients are on vacation or we know if they're gone. But if they're gone for a week and we don't know where they're at, they're going to get a phone call. And those phone calls, I love actually sitting in my office, listening to the front desk staff take care of those phone calls. You know, they don't get to talk to everyone, but the people that don't answer, they leave a message. But then the people that they do actually get to talk to, I love hearing the conversation uh, from our end. I can't hear what the client is saying, but just the excitement that our, our staff have for talking to them. And then I, I can I just about imagine what that client is saying, but just how I can tell that that client is so thankful that we cared enough to check in on them. And, and you know what? I'm going to be there next week. And so that follow up is absolutely huge. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and obviously that's, you know, what you're just re referring to is the follow-up once they've become members, right? Because client retention is absolute everything in, you know, any recurring business model, certainly our, you know, fitness business model. Um, so that follow-up, you know, for, with existing clients is, cute, is huge. But now I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your follow-up with, um, you know, new leads coming into the business and the strategy absolutely. that you've really deployed. And actually this past week on our franchise uh, business coaching call or uh, coaching profitability L10 as we call it, level 10 meeting. Yeah. We just actually were talking about the new strategy, the update strategy that we're going to release later this year at World Conference, modeling some of the success that you've had and some other uh, owners have had in very similar fashion. So can you talk a little, really about you know the shift that you made as a business owner in terms of lead engagement and kind of what that system yeah. and follow process looks like and, and the success that you've achieved? Yeah. What we found about over the last uh, almost six years of having a location is that we collect a lot of leads um, from whether it be an opt-in for a recipe guide, an opt-in for a free trial, an opt-in for whatever it is. We, we get a lot of leads over the last six years. And so in our CRM program, that's a pro tracker, we have uh, well over 2,000 leads that are sitting in a leads bucket over the last six years that at one point in time, Bryce, they raise their hand saying, hey, I'm interested in your program. I'm interested in making my life healthier. And now they're in this leads bucket. And for the longest time, we we're always trying to figure out how to run ads just to get new people in the gym, new hot leads, uh, cold traffic, drive it to our gym. And what I realized is that we were trying to hit these home runs, as we like to call them, where we want to get like 30, 40 people on a you know four-week fat-burning program or on a six-week challenge. And what I found is that it was getting harder and harder to do that. And so what we did is we kind of took a chunked, uh, a stepladder approach where I was like, what if we can just focus on getting a certain amount of clients in our doors every week starting a new trial program? And so what we did is we have an ongoing 28-day program that we always are running, and it starts every single Monday. And what we do is we set a goal of how many clients we want to start that program. Now, uh, this is about three years ago we started doing this, and we literally started with the goal of three trials per week because at the mm -hmm. time we weren't getting that 
And so what we realized is we got this leads bucket of, of, of at that time, probably 1,500 leads sitting there. And I was like, if we don't get three new leads to come in through the door to start our trial program, what I need my team to do is reach out to this leads bucket, whether it's text, whether it's phone call, whether it's voice shots, and get out of that 1,500 people, you need to get three. Right. So it didn't matter then if we were bringing in new leads. What mattered is that we were just reaching out to past leads. And it wasn't just a automated send them all thing. Hey, program starting Monday. Do you want to join? It was reaching out individually. And if, if you were a lead of mine, Bryce, it would be a text message. All of a sudden pop up on your screen. More than likely, you don't have our business number saved in your phone. So you're going to get a random text message. It's going to say, hey, Bryce, uh, checking in with you, man. Wanted to see how your week's going. Are you doing good? Question mark. And move on, next lead. Well, we would send about, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 of those messages per day. And, mm -hmm. and the whole goal is to get a certain amount of them to just respond. If we could get them to respond, then we could engage in conversation and then let them know, oh, by the way, because I've found, a, I found out that an oh, by the way sale is such a better approach than a, than a come with the sale leading. First come with how are you doing, lead with a general care for that individual. And then, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, since I have you, I am talking to you. We have two spots left in our 28-day program starting on Monday. Could I interest you in coming in at, and then we give them two times. So this is one of the big keys too that uh, I want our listeners, if they implement a strategy like this, to, to really take away from this is don't just ask them if they're interested in starting the program that starts on Monday. Ask them if they're interested, yes, but then say, would you be interested in coming in and starting at noon or would you be interested in coming and starting at our 6.30 session? So we gave them two sessions and mm -hmm. now it's like, well, I, I want to just say, no, I'm not interested, but they just asked if I want to come to noon or 6.30. So, well, I guess I'd rather come to noon. So then they respond and boom, just like that. All right, I'll see you at noon. I'm going to send you over a waiver right now and I'll see you here tomorrow at noon. And, and it's just been such an amazing way to continually follow up on past leads and, and re-engage them and then get them in the door. Yeah. Uh, love it, man. That's, that's incredible. And that assume the sale kind of approach, if you will, um, you yeah. know, is a much, much stronger strategy. But then initially though, just that the big goal there is leading with genuine care, concern, checking in. And then from there, you can kind of escalate them, you know, to a, a conversation about boot camp versus just having agenda right off the bat. I think, you know, human nature responds, you know, significantly better. Yeah. And that's obviously a reason for, for your success. Now, this all in mind, you started with the goal of three, uh, let's talk about to listeners, and I think that's incredible taking that step ladder approach. Because if you're trying to hit home runs from day one, I mean, you might hit, you might get lucky one or two times, but at the end of the day, that's not a very successful strategy for long term to grow your business. Uh, but you started with three. Kind of what is that process? How has it evolved today, specifically with your location? Yeah. So about, like I said, three years ago, uh, we started with three and then I don't even know where this number came from. I think it's just because we started with three. Then I was like, well, if we can hit three for three weeks in a row, we'll bump it to five. Um, but that three week is kind of like our, our target. If we can hit that goal for three weeks in a row, we bump it up to the next marker. And so we bumped it to five. Once we were able to hit five new trials starting every Monday for three weeks, we bumped it to seven. Um, fast forward now all the way to uh, post kind of COVID and we're kind of seeing light at the end of this COVID tunnel and thank the Lord for the, the uh, state that I live in, South Dakota. We've been able to stay open. Um, you know, uh, side note real quick. I actually got to talk with our governor this morning and no. uh, personally, yeah. And oh, I love her. Yes, yes. And I told her, I, I, I got to shake her hand and I give her a hug. Actually, I shook her husband's hand and I told her, I said, you know what, Christy, I want to just personally thank you for your leadership through this pandemic because it's because of you that our business has been able to thrive throughout the pandemic. And it was a really cool experience, but that was literally just two hours before we're talking right now. So super oh, cool. Oh, man. That's awesome. I was yeah. literally just watching. It's been about a few weeks, but watching a press conference that she did and just blown away. And obviously, it's COVID's been a challenge for, for everyone, even in South Dakota. But certainly, you've uh, yeah. been fortunate to have some really good leadership on your end. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I think and for so, me. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say. And so now we went from three, three years ago. Now we're shooting. Our goal is 20 per week, 20 people a week. Holy smokes. Which is, and I think, yeah, which is awesome. 
and it's incredible and it's a testament to your success and follow-up and I'm a firm believer in, in the famous adage saying the fortune's in the follow-up so not always looking for you know where the grass is always greener the grass is greener where you water it within your current lead list uh, so that's, the, yeah. that's just an inc- incredible incredible strategy and there's just so much gold there that really um, you know if you're listening to this um, you know podcast please take a second to really digest that and act upon it because if you do you will better increase the probability for the success that you deserve as a gym owner or for any business owner or franchise for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good. Well, um, kind of shifting gears. And one thing I do want to kind of chat, there's a couple more talking points, um, you know, specifically about your success in the gym. And, and one is, is, is the family camaraderie. So you teed it up, Mama D, your mom, who, you know, has been yeah. really a, a huge force. I knew that your dad was kind of, you know, uh, involved, but I didn't know actually from a formal capacity. So you, can you talk about, you know, what that's like? And I have a, a very similar situation where my mother, Donna, kind of works with me and my team. But, you know, share the, 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 the insight from your perspective on the incredible probably fulfillment and maybe some challenges, you know, working with family. I'm curious uh, from your perspective. Yeah, so definitely right off the bat, it is a huge blessing, a huge win to be able to have my parents work here at the gym. And it's one of those things, we all have different kind of paths with our parents, whether it be good or bad. And uh, the thing of it is, is that my parents, for me, I'm an only child. They've always been there for me. Um, And they've always helped me through uh, life. And so when I opened the gym, uh, my mom was, uh, she had Fridays off at the time in 2015. And so every Friday she would come in and she'd kind of help me on the back end for a couple hours, basically just donating her time to help her son succeed in life and, and, and super gracious of her. Yeah. And fast forward, basically three years from that point, uh, we were able to actually bring her on at the time. And we brought her on, uh, just as basically an admin assistant, um, and, and crazy enough, she actually coached our uh, Fit Body Forever clients for a period of time. She was the Fit Body Forever kind of coach. Um, oh, cool. So we put her through, yeah, we put her through the Fit Body Forever certification. Um, and so she did that for a while, but we brought her on specifically for lead follow up um, and, and kind of some admin duty, helping with client interaction engagement on the back end. And from there, uh, she has now progressed to, she is our director of operations and she literally now runs, runs the gym, uh, directly under me. And so it's been awesome to have her on board, but like you say, uh, probably some tough times as well. And one of the tough things that I'd uh, say is with that is that you, you tend to be harshest with the ones you love the most and the ones you feel the most comfortable with. And so Mama D and I, as you've mentioned, we all call her Mama D. She got her name Mama D at the gym, and, and that literally is just who she's known for uh, on her vehicle. Her license plates actually say Mama D. Uh, awesome. So that is definitely who she is. But we've engaged in, in a lot of tears over – she's worked here now for almost three years. Um, and there's been tears because I'll, I'll come off really hot and, like, it's, this is my gym. This is the way I want it, and this is the way you need to do it. And so then we have to kind of sit down and, and talk through those scenarios. And, um, you know, she's uh, a lot more soft than I am. And so we have to learn how to mesh our personalities. Her empathy is much more greater than my empathy. And so I need to realize that when I'm uh, communicating with my mother, I need to turn on a little bit more dove inside of me, uh, <laughs> the, bird, the bird profiles, uh, turn on my inner dove and make sure that I am showing empathy and making sure that I'm hearing her out from where she's coming from. But it's been it's been a great dynamic, and uh, there's no one that I've found in my life that has a more interest in making sure that the gym succeeds than my own mom. And so it's been great to have her in her role. And then we actually just recently brought my dad on in November, I believe, November or December of last year. So he's worked for us for about four months, and uh, he's front end rep. And so when you come in, uh, he's now been given the nickname Pops. And so I was gonna say Papa D or okay, Pops. Yeah, no, no, he's just Pops. We got Mama okay. D and we got Pops. <laughs> but uh, basically, he's who you see when you come into the gym, and he checks people in. And uh, we've gotten a ton of comments too, just about how awesome it is to see a family working together, yet have a, a quite large team. So if there's 13 of us total, that means we have 10 other team members that are not family. And so a lot of times when you see family working together, it's like just a family business thing where like that's a cousin or that's a brother or that's an uncle. For us, it's my mom, my dad, and myself. 
and then 10 other team members. And, and we've been able to really grow a tight knit team and the clients absolutely love seeing the way that we engage and, and, and getting to even see kind of that father son bicker back and forth every once in a while. And they know that it's all just in fun. Uh, every once in a while it's, uh, all right, let's kind of keep that bickering down a bit to make <laughs> let's sure, it down. you know, yeah, let's tone it down a bit, but it's been great, man. Well, dude, good for you, man. And I feel like we're cut from the same cloth in that way. You know, my mom, my wife, Tatiana, and, you know, having kind of that family dynamic, but also having a robust team, not just family as well. And it's interesting, you kind of talked about the Bird Profiles, which is really a company called Take Flight Learning, which we're going to be bringing on their CEO, Merrick, on the show to kind of give us more insight. But it's really based off the DISC profile. And CJ, I believe your Parrot Eagle, is is that correct? You nailed it. You nailed it. So, so I'm the same way. I'm Eagle Parrot and then my mom, and it sounds like Mama D are Dove. So, you know, that connectivity point, literally what you just said is is very, very similar to the working relationship and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but just like anything, yeah. you know, nothing's all sunshines and rainbows and we just have to, you know, continue to work on our communication and, and find that correct uh, cadence. But uh, I, I admire you and acknowledge you for, you know, just being an awesome man in that capacity. And it is a really inspiring see, uh, thing to see um, in a talking point that I really wanted to address because it's not for everyone, right? All our listeners, but if you can make it work, it's certainly there's some magic there. Yeah, I'll throw out real quick. um, About three years ago, right before Mama D came on, I did try working with my wife for about six months. And uh, that quickly turned into, I think we'd be better if you just were a stay-at-home mom uh, (laughs) for now because uh, her and I were not able to just see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, However, uh, that has turned into an awesome thing for her. So she she has a great preschool that she runs now. So like you said, it's not for everyone. And I found out that it wasn't for my wife and I. No, good on you because obviously like if it wasn't, you know, like it isn't for you or Mel, but if you would have stayed in that course, that could actually have been extremely problematic. So, you know, good for you guys yeah. to have that awareness and being able to kind of talk that through and not for everyone, but you know, if, if, if it can be, it's certainly there, there's some, some upside, but you certainly just got to be cautious yeah. and really set the expectations, uh, you know, very clearly from the start, which I'm sure, uh, you know, obviously you did. So, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, good. Well, one more point from a gym owner perspective before we kind of talk about your yeah. franchising business coaching perspective. But, you know, one thing that I want to give, we talked about, you know, your leadership and team camaraderie and just pouring so much into your team. One of the things that's been incredible about your team is really throughout the pandemic, they've really stepped up and obviously you the face, but certainly mm. your team has backed incredibly so. But, you know, doing virtual sessions for not only your locations, but for our entire brand. In fact, I'm out in Southern California and I have some big CJ and teams who fall fit body followers, um, you know, fans because of the value that provided. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you and your team specifically have done? And again, shout out to you guys really, really appreciate, you know, all the help and support you provided those high energy sessions, but how did that come to be? Um, what was that conversation look uh, look like, especially, I know you asked a lot of your team. So just curious if you can kind of, you know, tell our audience a little bit about the pivot that we had to make the COVID and specifically shine some light on your leadership in that process. Yeah, so that's awesome. I'm glad we brought this up. I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, my team and I were we were already just really getting dialed in with with we we're going to grow our gym right before COVID all hit and stuff. We were really dialing in to figuring out exactly roles and how our team was going to go all in, and we're going to no matter what we do, we're going to do the best we can do. And all of a sudden, COVID. And so COVID hits and and we realized, you know what, it it doesn't matter what we need to do. We're going to do it with as much passion and as much energy as we possibly can. And we're going to pour everything into it. I had no idea how to shoot a recorded workout. I had no idea what equipment to use. I didn't know what we were getting into, but all I knew is that I was either going to epically fail or I was going to knock it out of the park. And and so we turned on a, a camera and we got the team in line and we all got on board. We're like, all right, guys, uh, we need to do this. We started thinking through some scenarios like what do our clients here in the gym need from us as coaches? And we identified basically two key things that they, they need. Uh, they needed to actually know what the workout was. They needed to have high energy so they could keep on pushing when they were getting kind of tired. But then they also needed to have someone showing them other versions of what was going on to make sure that if they had any injuries or any ways or reasons why they couldn't do what they were supposed to do, what could they be doing? Mm-hmm. And so uh, just myself and who I am. And when I opened the gym, I actually said that 
It doesn't matter how much money I have. It doesn't matter how much I know about the industry. I know that there's no one that has more passion than I do for the fitness industry. That was kind of my mentality going into it. And so I brought that passion into this as well. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what we're doing, but I know I'm going to do it with passion. And so I was going to be the, the trainer or the person on the mic in the video. And then we set up basically um, three coaches was ideal for us. We had basically the full version coach, which was going to do the full version of the workout the whole entire time. We had our modifier that was going to do the modified version the whole entire time. And then kind of specific to our team is uh, we do have Mama D that works here at the gym for us and for me. And she has uh, went through uh, knee surgeries. She's got rheumatoid arthritis. And she is one of our success stories that no matter what physical condition you have or what physical limitations you may have or have been through, there's mm -hmm. always a way to get through exercise. And so we're like, you know what, Mama D, we need to have you in these videos too because we want everybody to be able to stay moving through this pandemic. And so uh, it started out, we showed up one day and we were all just wearing whatever shirts and, and uh, fitness attire we wanted to wear. And uh, basically what we did is uh, I decided that let's make this fun because boot camp is fun. I mean, you can attest to that, Bryce. Boot camp, there's something about the oh, yeah. culture, the community, that boot camp is fun. And I was like, man, we're not seeing our clients right now. How can we make this fun? And so my team and me and I, we decided let's make a pillow fight workout. And, and we're going to start this workout where you guys are all pillow fighting. And then we're going to go into a workout. And that pillow is going to be our uh, equipment. It's going to be our dumbbell. It's going to be our barbell. It's going to be our kettlebell. And so mm -hmm. we went through this workout where I just brought the energy to the camera. And I was getting up in that camera's face. And I was telling that camera, let's go. You know, so I was getting all excited of up in that Are you face. ready to get I, sweaty? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Let's go. You know, <laughs> and having a good time. And basically, I was like, okay, for me, that camera is my client. And so whatever name it is, it's just let's go, right, yelling at the camera. And then the people in the gym are our motivators, and they're showing the clients what to do. So there's times I knew that when the clients weren't looking at the camera, uh, I could really get up close to it and yell at it. But then I also knew that there's times where they needed to see what the coaches were doing. So I kind of stand off to the side and explain what the coaches were doing. But that pillow fight workout was such a fun workout where we got to basically use the pillows as our equipment. And I was, we had so much fun with it and, and our clients loved it so much. Uh, I randomly, I was like, you know what? I want to send this to, to B and die. And I, I want them to, to be able to see this workout and go through this workout. So I messaged them and I said, Hey B, Hey die. Hope you're having a great day. Check out this workout that we just did. And, and uh, why don't you try it out? Let me know what you think. And so uh, kind of cool, actually, uh, Diana sent me a couple of just quick snaps of the video. Uh, her and Cookie were in, in uh, BK Strength, and I seen her uh, doing the workout with her pillow or whatever. And they ended up really enjoying it as, as much as you can enjoy uh, a workout through a screen. And I, I just feel like that's kind of what transpired is like, man, you can see CJ's passion, my passion, coming through the screen and still bringing that boot camp-like energy to an audience that I don't know. And and that's when I'm assuming that you guys must have kind of chatted a bit and you're like, hey, let's just see if he's willing to to do this for our brand. And and so uh, I'm curious to know what was the talk on your end from that? I mean, very similar. And, and by the way, for our, our audience, um, if you're watching this video, you have probably already seen Bedros Koulian's interviews, our CEO, and then Dai, his wife, which she's referred to as our CFO, and then Cookie is their dog. So, you know, they were able to watch yes, it. And yes, yes. It, it was really just that. It was just literally after, you know, one of our L10 meetings, which is our weekly meetings. Um, you know, just talked about the energy, the enthusiasm, and of course, you know, we, you know, all of all the leadership team, um, you know, know CJ very well. And uh, so for us, it was a no brainer. And, you know, from there, we got excited and certainly followed up with you, asked you to shoot some videos, which turned into a few more. And obviously, you know, throughout the, 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 the lion's share, the meat potatoes um, of, the, of the pandemic, um, you know, that was a huge focus. But even still to this day, as we're quote unquote, you know, hopefully, you know, kind of towards the tail end of it yeah. in the afterglow, your team are still shooting, you know, weekly workouts and we're still providing content so there's just huge value there and uh you know i wanted to give you a little shout out acknowledge you for that and also kind of look, lift under Thank the hood you. and really give you know the audience you know uh, some some learning lessons and takeaways on the action that you've taken to really put yourself and your team in a position to win yeah, thank you. And I do want to just kind of say that to, to our listeners and, and to our viewers is that one thing I've been really thinking lately about, like, what is it that is is allowing myself and my team to continue to succeed? 
And it's truly just decision making. It is no matter what, I'm going to make a decision. And so I found out in the past that some decisions I make are, are wrong, but because I made that decision and I made it quick, I was then able to, to course correct quickly because I made a decision. And what I find a lot of gym owners doing is, is they find themselves at a fork in the road and they need to decide if they're either going to do this or they're going to do that. And, and they just don't make a decision and they sit in that, that decision making process too long. And then all of a sudden that's when things start south. And so I want to encourage who's ever listening, watching, if you're facing a decision, let's just make one and then we'll course correct along the way. Yeah, uh, wise, wise words and and actually very fitting because I did want to segue because you talked about, you know, uh, gym owners and kind of what you've seen, but uh, segueing into, you know, your role, uh, we call you the COVID kid because, you know, last year, right. right around COVID, April 1st, 2020, you assumed because of the success uh, that you've had within our brand and just the guy who you are, um, assumed a franchise business coaching uh, position. We call uh, that department CAP, which stands for Coaching and Profitability, and you're one of our lead CAP coaches, uh, you know, so you know, not only being friends in the brand, but now being able to work with you on an intimate basis. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of time. I know your schedule is, you know, pretty tight here, but yeah. I did want to kind of highlight that and also kind of share some insights from your experience. You know, what were the highs and lows of you becoming, you know, jumping in as a coaching and profitability coach? But more importantly, what are the common commonalities of things that you see of successful gym owners that you coach and consult? And on the flip side, yeah. what would you say are the commonalities of maybe some, some unsuccessful gym owners that you coach and consult. And I think there's a lot of value there for our audience to really know what works and what strategies to really implement if they're working with a coach and then also what things to avoid. Yeah. So I would say one of the most common things I see with successful gym owners is that they understand that they need to invest in bringing on a team. There's no way that you can do everything you need to do to truly run a successful gym. And so they invest in a team member and they find out quickly what are the things that they can easily offload to, to get a team member to help them do and what things will then that allow them to free up so that they can really start working like you've said in, in the past working on the business rather than in the business and and that's creating a vision so another big thing is uh, i see gym owners do well when they actually have a vision where are you headed what is it that you're trying to achieve and i'd say even for myself and in the gym owners that i coach gym owners that know where they want to go and the best thing about vision bryce is that it's yours it's your vision mm -hmm. there is no there isn't anywhere you need to be with your gym i don't need to have 10 locations but if i want to and that's truly my vision then if i set it down on paper set a plan have a path then i can easily then explain that to my team i can explain that to our clients and they get on board with that because one thing I know about the human nature is they want to be involved in helping someone's vision because so many people lack vision. And so because so many people lack vision, if they find someone that has vision, they attach to them. And so what I done, what I did in my gym is create a solid vision. And what I try to help some of my owners do is create that solid vision so that their team members can grasp a hold of where are we headed and why the heck are we headed there? Because when they can get on board with that, then they start kind of showing that to their clients. And like I said, so many people lack vision, your clients included. So that'll help your clients then attach themselves to your vision. And so we preached at Fit Body Bootcamp in Sioux Falls that we want to impact 10,000 lives. And we, we shared that with our team. We shared that with our clients. And now they want to be involved in, holy cow, because I come here, because I check in on Facebook, because I refer my friends here, I'm helping change 10,000 lives in our community. And so invest in a team and invest in your vision. Yeah, amen to that. And I think the biggest analogy kind of, you know, hearing those words of wisdom and the incredible coaching advice is, you know, if you're building a house and, you know, you don't need you as the owner, right? Don't need to actually, you know, put the nails in, you know, uh, the, the, the house or build the kitchen or this, that and the other. But you have to have the vision that you lay out. And when you do, then you can surround yourself, hire a general contractor, hire in the subcontractors. And then all of a sudden you have a team of people working to build that vision. And I think you said it so spot on. And, and that was an analogy that I kind I heard recently that really just uh, we want to kind of drive home because I know that's been a huge um, focus of your success and reason for your success and also to your point, the success of owners that you coach and consult on a weekly basis. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, you know, you asked me, what are some of the things I see owners do that kind of leads to them not being successful? And I would say it's them literally, Bryce, trying to do it all, trying to coach the sessions, trying to do the admin work. And it, it's just impossible. If you want to truly deliver a good experience to your clients, you have to have a team that can help you. And so have that vision and, and bring on a team. Holy smokes, man. Gold, my friend. Um, all right, CJ. Wow. So, um, you know, as our time is drawing near, uh, this has been incredible. I want to finish with a lightning round, really just get some good piece of final parting advice uh, from your perspective yeah. that you can really help our listeners. So lightning round, here we go. Uh, what is the number one thing that CJ WorkCamp today is passionate about and why? Right now, my number one thing I'm passionate about is my family. Uh, why? Because uh, truth be told, Bryce, I have put them on the back burner for too long while I've been building my gym. And so I need to make sure that my family knows just how truly precious they are, my wife, my three kids, for allowing me to go wholeheartedly into my gym. And I'm going wholeheartedly and making sure my wife and my kids know how much I love them. Yeah, good on you, man. Um, next up, before the success that you have today with the you know incredible personal training and, and group training business that you've basically been able to construct, the awesome team, the franchise business coaching success. Before that all you know came about being present day, looking back at the former CJ, the younger CJ, what was the one thing that was holding you back, and how specifically did you overcome that? Yeah, I would say the one thing that was holding me back was was literally not leading myself properly. And and it was realizing that I was saying I was going to do all these things, but I was never holding myself to it. And, and so it was basically how I overcame that was investing in having a mentor, uh, you know, joining the, the mastermind groups, joining uh, or having Bedros coach me and just realizing that even the little things I tell myself I'm going to do, I have to do them every day because that's the foundational steps of growth. Yeah. Amen. All right. Next up uh, in our lightning round, you're in the business of giving incredible advice. What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice that I've ever received. That's kind of a tough one, man. I've gotten so much advice over my life. (laughs) Um, I would say one of the best things is that a winner always wins. And that's kind of a a funny piece of advice maybe, but it's just, it's helped me tremendously because no matter what I'm going through, I can always take out gold nuggets from it. So even when it's horrible and I'm going through something that in the moment, I have no idea why this is going to help me. If a winner always wins, what can I take out of this hardship, out of this struggle, learn from it, apply it to my life and become better because I went through that thing. Yeah, incredible. And and I, and I pe- think that piece of advice is really a mindset, right? Like winners always win. have is. that mindset. It carries over in, in so much of life. It, um, it really is. Copy. All right, next up, leaders are readers. I know you are a big, avid reader. What is your best book recommendation for fitness franchise uh, nation and why? Yeah, so I, I want to recommend two. Um, I want to recommend Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. Uh, that book really... Um, was a book that that set myself up for success because I had never taken as much time because vision is one of those things, Bryce, that there's not a lot of quick return on investment, right? There's a lot of work that you put into creating a vision. And in the moment, you don't see any reap of that reward or anything from putting in that work. But when I finally took the time to read Vivid Vision, follow the steps in that book that it has to actually put a vision down on paper. That's when I could start articulating that and communicating that to my team that really got them on board and seeing what's possible if we just stay this course. So book number one is Vivid Vision. And then uh, I have to give Bedros a shout out and give his book a recommendation because that book truly uh, was kind of the foundation that helped me become a leader and the leader that I am today. And that is Man Up. Uh, You know, he talks in that book about the six pillars of leadership. And if you can really understand the six pillars of leadership, apply them to your life, you will, without doubt, become better. Yeah. Amen. All right. uh, Last few questions here. Um, Where can our audience connect you with that? And certainly we'll tee up our media team to put this on the graphic as well. But, uh, you know, for our audience that wants to stay in touch and really, you know, connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, you know, I love connecting with uh, with the audience, I'll tell you. Uh, Facebook is going to be the number one way. I'm probably the most active on that. 
Um, otherwise, uh, you can find me on Instagram as well and even a little TikTok. But uh, Facebook's going to be the number one way to get a hold of me. And one of my favorite things, Bryce, actually a couple of your clients, I've gotten messages from them just saying how much they've been loved the online workouts. And it's really fun talking to people that I've never met but have been able to see me on the video. So it's, it's super fun. Heck yeah, man. Um, all right. Uh, we've literally gone through so much. There's so many value bombs, um, you know, f- for this particular episode. Uh, to finish us off here, CJ, what would be the best piece of advice or uh, words of parting wisdom that you would basically want to impart on an audience that would really better their lot in life, in business, or just in general? Yeah, I would say one of the biggest things I want everyone to know is that there's never going to be a perfect time to start. And so start today, whatever it is that you want to achieve, whether that's, uh, you know, running your own gym, whether that's your own health and fitness goals, whatever that is, whatever your goals are, start today and wherever you're at, put in full effort today, because when you wake up every day with the mindset of I'm going to dominate my day, that's how you truly achieve the test that you're looking to achieve. But you need to realize that you can't wait for the timing to be right. You have to start today. Whatever obstacles are in your way, just overcome them today and start where you're at today. Whew. Well said, my friend. Uh, well, before we shoot, uh, this has been incredible, and I just want to take a second to acknowledge you. Uh, man, you are all heart, all energy, all passion, and it just radiates, and I'm so proud of you uh, for the growth development that I've seen over the last half a decade, and certainly now um, at a franchise business perspective, working with you you know, day in and day out on a very close um, you know, level. It's been just a huge uh, blessing in my life, and uh, you have literally changed so many lives in your family, in your friend in your network, in your community. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And certainly uh, for the man that you are, for the loving husband, for you know, the loving father, um, you've literally uh, changed a lot of lives. So CJ WorkCamp, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We've all gotten better today and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much, Bryce. I truly appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on here. All right, my friend. Take care.